<laughs> hey, at least I muted it now. This is true. I just love it. It just never fails that we're always sitting here. Boing. It's ghostical time. Ghostical ghost. I we always open with like a tune. I feel like we should be like ghostical time. Ghost. Should be like this atonal wailing just to get people in the mood. Yeah. And I realize. What do you you feel like it's ghostical time? Ghoul intentions. I've got ghoul in That's not getting people in the mood for I, mean, I, I, I think I think our listeners appreciate it one way or the other, <laughs> but. Like one day we should, one day we should consider opening with something just really terrifying right out of the gate because they they won't see it coming because they'll be used to us being like, hey, right. and if suddenly we open with like the sound of someone screaming, that would fuck everyone up and our listeners would be so mad at us. We should try it. Well, sometime. Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> sounds like a great idea. Let's do our ghosticles. You are starting. Okay, I'm starting. This comes from Shayla. Shayla. Uh, Shayla says, I lived in the same house for 23 years and have had experiences here and there throughout those years now. This house isn't really all that old, maybe around 30 and no one has had died in it or anything. One night when I was probably around seven, I was in bed and it was fairly dark except for the dim light coming from my nightlight, which I absolutely had to leave, uh, had to have, and refused to give up for years after. Well, I mean, you're seven at that point anyway. Yeah. You I, need a light, a night light at seven. Man, I think that's it's a good indication of when you're getting old, is like, not only do you not have a night light, but you must have it completely dark. That's how I am. Like, so, if there's any light, I can't. I'm creeped out if I can see light. Yeah, we've discussed that. It's strange. Um, I, don't know I slept it's with weird. a night light until I was in my third you still have a nightlight? No, I don't. Mm -hmm. Do you still have a nightlight? No. Would you? No. I'm just, I'm in no, no shame. If I'm, if I'm at a hotel, I will because I need to know where I am. Yeah, that's fair. We move, we move the bed around um, after the big storm because we had a ceiling. Leak. Oh, right. And so we moved the bed around and the where it is now. So where it used to be, you'd get up and go to the right to the bathroom. Where it is now, you get up and go to the right. It's a window. <laughs> and so I woke up that first night and looked and it was just this dark void where normally your eyes will adjust and you can make a little bit of light out from this is where the bathroom is. It was just darkness. And for a second, it scared the shit out of me. And then I was like, oh, look the other way. That's where I, I had a dream that I just moved into a new apartment. And I guess not a dream. Like I had actually I was actually freshly moved into this new apartment and the bedroom was kind of differently oriented than it was than my old one so like just like you it's like i'm used to getting out of the bed on the left side and that's the door to the hallway to the bathroom and uh but this one it was opposite so i got up uh, i guess i had a night terror or something and i just mm -hmm. leapt out of bed like in fight or flight mode um and i always do a little bit of both it's like i'm fighting while running backwards right uh and i just fucking ran into the wall that where i thought there was a hallway i enjoy that um and it, i mean it was so loud that it like woke up my roommate who was on the mm. other side of the apartment going what the fuck was that anyway yeah that's good stuff okay so she's so seven one night when i was around seven years old i was in bed and fairly dark except for the dim light coming from a nightlight which i absolutely had to have and refused to give up for years after embarrassing to say but i honestly still use one for fear of being alone in the dark I remember waking up and looking over at my child-sized rocking chair that, that upon it... That's uh, your first problem. Right. <laughs> I had one of those. Upon it set my biggest stuffed bear. I noticed a small dark shadow behind it that defied which way a shadow would go due to the nightlight. There wasn't any defining features of the shadow, but it felt like whatever it was 
was watching me. My heart Ooh. raced and I pulled the blankets over my head in fear. Also, I could not fall back smart. to sleep after that, partly from fear and partly from feeling overheated by the blankets, but I refused. That is the problem. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You're like, I, That's you're the like, problem you've with got blankets to, because got, you've got to make a nose space for you to breathe. You've got to be able to, because I can't breathe under the blanket. I feel like I'm suffocating. Say, I'm sorry. I just really. You're just, like, you're just judging Shayla for everything. I'm not judging her. Except the nightlight. She should have had that rocking chair. <laughs> I just you chair. misunderstand. <laughs> Number one. Yes, no rocking. Fuck a rocking chair. I had a rocking Number... chair. Number two. I'm not judging her. I am completely a thousand percent agree with her about hiding under the blanket and then you can't breathe. It does suck. You, it does suck. You have to hide under a blanket, blanket to protect yourself, but at the risk love, of suffocation. Especially when you're seven, you're like, if they can't, if I can't see them, right. they can't see They'll never see know me. I'm here. Um, <laughs> I refused to release the blankets or peek out for the rest of the night. Another time, years later, I was sitting on my bed. Uh, and apparently passed out. I have no recollection of falling asleep, but I do remember having a dream of being in what I originally thought was a dark room, but realized I had a burlap sack over my head. Oh, Ooh. no. I was tied to a chair and saw figures of men walking around the room. I felt scared, and it felt so real. After having that glimpse of whatever it was, I woke up and saw a white hand mm -mm. on my hand. I felt oddly calm, though, wow. like it was waking me up and comforting me from what could have been a scary dream or memory from someone else. I'm, it sure felt like a memory, but it wasn't my memory. The moment I saw the hand, it vanished. Whoever it was felt like it had more of a feminine presence. To follow that, one of my friends said she saw a woman at the top of the stairs in my house in some Victorian clothing. Not sure if they were the same person, though. One of the frightening experiences I had was a few years back when I was in high school. I was at home with my family. My mom and brother were in the kitchen, and my dad and I were in the family room. Now, in my house, there's a wall dividing the front room from the kitchen. So I was standing up, leaning against the back of a chair when I turned my head toward the kitchen and the wall and instantly freeze. My gaze is met with a tall black shadow figure with mm. the frame of a man who is walking toward me from the wall and then vanishes. Mind you, this is in full daylight and there's no way anything could cast a shadow, especially since the two men in my family are nowhere near where I'm looking. Finally, I looked around to see if anyone else saw it, but no one else had been paying attention. I kept my mouth shut and tried as hard as I could to keep cool because I doubt anyone would have believed me. I've tried saying something in the past, but my family just blows it off. Oh, that sucks. Mm -hmm. In between all of those stories, there have been smaller experiences like being pushed by an unseen force, having my hair gently grabbed like being caressed while looking in a mirror and seeing nothing around me, hearing my name being called here and there, thinking it was one of my family members, but finding out no one had called me as well as hearing footsteps upstairs when no one else is home. And of course, feeling watched plenty of times just about anywhere in the house. The worst thing about all, uh, the worst thing of all uh, is, feeling of, is that feeling of being alone with the fear of what will happen next. And no one will believe you. Oh, oh, oh Shayla. Creepy. Oh, honey. I'm so sorry. That really sucks. Yeah. But you're not alone. I know there are a lot of people who You are not alone. Oh, yeah, that's what our podcast is for. If you're if the people that are you're sharing the house with don't believe you for whatever reason, mm -hmm. like you can know that at least Jamie and I are like, we're with you. We're we on your side. You. Yes. We're on your side. Yeah. And <clears throat> listeners for sure. Absolutely. Definitely. Oh, all right. So I've got a little bit from Riley. Oh, OK. First off, I love the podcast. It's a strong start. A while back, <laughs> you asked for stories from nurses and hospital yes. workers. Yes. 
I'm currently on placement as a nursing student in South Wales, UK. I have had a few experiences. Go on. I'm so excited. The first was a young child. I was walking to the ward early one morning. I start at 6.30, so needless to say, there's not normally many people around. I take a shortcut to to a staff-only elevator, which is near the children's wards. As I'm walking down the corridor, I see a small boy, maybe three years old, wearing Toy Story pajamas and barefoot. He looked happy, twirling in circles, looking up at the ceiling as some kids do. I wouldn't have known he was a ghost, but for the fact another member of the staff walking towards me, heading straight for the kid, seemingly unaware of him, and walked straight through him. The kid then looked straight at me, smiled, waved, and fucking disappeared on the spot. (laughs) That is my response. And no one else saw this. Okay. Everyone else was walking through him, but the kid's like, hey, you can see me. Hi. Hi. Bye. I hate when no one else can see them but you, and they know that you can see them. Right. That's a weird Uh, feeling. Yeah. It's like, hey, it's just you and me. But here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Second, on the wart every night at 5.30, when the dinner is meant to be served, one of the chairs we keep for the side for visitors moves on its own as if somebody is getting ready to sit down for dinner. The third was during a night shift on a previous placement. This was in a very old hospital, so I'm assuming it's seen some shit. Mm -hmm. This particular night was very warm, so I decided to use my break to go stand outside and get some air. On the way back to the ward, I was waiting for the elevator when, for some reason, I felt compelled to turn and look down the corridor. When I do, I notice a tall young man. I'm sorry, not tall. I just added that. Um, (laughs) Everyone's tall to me. When I do, I notice a young man walking away from me. All that's down that way is, is a fire exit. Everything else is locked and only used for day clinics. Anyway, this guy is walking away from me. I notice him drop a small bag. I assumed it was a wash bag. I tried calling after him, but he didn't turn, so I jogged down the corridor. As I get to the spot where the bag dropped, I don't see the bag. What I do see in the next few moments scared the shit out of me. Since I don't see the bag, I look up to see if the guy was still there. The corridor is empty. I turn around to head back to the lifts, and the guy is standing there before me. Empty socket right where his right eye should have been. And the flesh hanging off the right side of his face. I sprinted around him and down the lift so fast that Usain Bolt would have had trouble keeping up with me. Jabbed at the lift button again and got in without looking back. I didn't leave the ward on the night shift again. I've had a few more minor experiences like flickering lights, knocks, and things moving, but nothing else too major. If I experience anything more interest, any more interesting events, I'll be sure to write in. Oh. Again, I adore the show and listen every week. Love you guys. Oh my God, Riley. Yes. Why I mean, is it, that's so awful. So many but ghosts don't have so eyes. What's that about? So like, what kind of ghost is that? Why, why don't ghosts have eyes? Like, I'm just wondering, is like... When you become a ghost, <laughs> is there like a, is there like the equivalent of a DMV you have to visit to get assigned like what kind of, okay, you're going to, sorry, we're all out of the ghosts in white, so you're going to have no eyes. Yeah, sorry. And and you, you're just going to be a torso. Right. And you. You're just going to um, be legs. Yeah. I could just see a bunch of ghosts sitting in line going, oh, that oh man, bitch. Beetlejuice style. Beetlejuice style. Yeah. And there's always the one ghost who's like brilliantly decked out and like full body apparition and the nicest clothes. Mm-hmm. And all these other ghosts who are like fucking rich. They always manage. Oh, they get it all. Get it all. <laughs> that is, the, what if he dropped his, you know, 
that part of his face. It wasn't a bag. It was just, whoops, there goes the majority of my face. He's like, well, I don't need this anymore. Right. Ugh. And then just to to think you go, you look, you look down. He's not there anymore. When you turn around, he's there. That's some shady shit from that ghost. That ghost is trying to be an asshole. He's trying to be an asshole. He's trying to be scary. Succeeding. And ghost succeeding. Just... We judge him. We find him lacking. Just kidding. He's great. He's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> if only it was his ears, we could say whatever we wanted. Um, oh, God. So yeah, thank you, Riley. Like. Again, oh, I will God. always take any nurse, doctor, first oh, responder stories. Ugh. This is great. Uh, I love hearing that stuff because so they, they they see some shit. They do. Um, oh, my God. Okay. okay. This story comes from Daniel, our friend Daniel of the Mugs. Daniel of the Mugs. He's <laughs> the one that we gave call us him, the copper We want to call him Muggle, um, which is not to suggest that you aren't magical. It's just a play on words. Um, <laughs> Thank you for describing that. <laughs> oh, well, he might be a big Harry Potter fan. He'd be like, fuck you. I'm not a Muggle. <laughs> some people get really bent out of shape about that. He's two Muggles. Um, well, uh, uh. Okay, sorry. Double muggle. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I haven't read this yet, but you, you haven't told read me. this story. I read it. This is one of the scariest stories I think. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna take us on a journey as I discover it while I read yeah, it out loud, which so is one of my good. favorite things. Okay, I'm gonna Daniel cover says, my eyes now. <laughs> so good. Not your ears. No, it's okay. my eyes, so I can't see um, it. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense, but that's what I do. It's like the same. Do you ever? Are you ever in the car and you have to? You're like looking for an exit you've never taken before. Like you're trying to find some place and you have to turn the radio down so you can. Yes. Focus. Yeah. <laughs> so, I can't see over all this noise. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see over this beat. Um, okay. Okay. Let's do it. Daniel, Daniel says, "Well, I'm back with another paranormal experience suggested by my sister Tommy. This time, she wins. A, this time a childhood haunting that involved my sister, my aunt, and a few of our cousins. It was summer of 2010 at my aunt." Mary's lake house. It was pretty much just a cousin get-together with Mary being the only adult to make sure we didn't do anything stupid. First day was pretty normal with swimming, fishing, fighting, just what cousins do. Eventually evening came around so we decided to start up the fire pit and just tell stories and relax. Then we made our way back inside to play some board games. As we were sitting in the living room all gathered around playing Monopoly, uh, we noticed our aunt standing in the hallway just staring at us with an emotionless face. Oh, foreboding. Um, (laughs) Not only that, but she looked rather pale. We asked her what uh, was wrong, but she said nothing, then kept walking down the hallway out of our line of sight. Before my cousin Anthony could get up and check on her, my sister, in a very timid voice, told him that Aunt Mary was still outside, putting out the fire pit. All of us turned toward the window to see the horrifying truth that indeed our aunt was still outside and whatever went into the hallway was not her. All of us just sat there in silence until we heard the real Aunt Mary come back into the house. She asked why we were all just staring at her. Our other cousin Matthew was the only one brave enough to tell her um, what had occurred. She only said that it was just our imagination, bullshit, um, that's, in, he includes that, and that we were just scaring ourselves. At this point, we all decided to sleep in the living room together rather than our separate rooms. So this makes sense. It's illogical. I, 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 I totally it. get that. Like, guys, let's, uh, let's, let's I mean, first of all, it's just smart. If you're going to see something else, you're all there to witness it together. Uh-huh. So you can't say, hey. Um, anyway, the very next night, I decided to hit the hay early so I could get some morning fishing in. Everyone else decided to stay outside and party. The living room was lit by the faint glow of the fire pit through the windows, uh, along with the ambient sound of the radio and some chatter from my other family members outside. It was almost calming, to be honest. 
Well, until I heard my sister's voice calling my name from the second floor hallway. I quickly looked out the window and saw everyone was accounted for by the fire pit, including my sister. I muttered some very colorful vocabulary under my breath and decided to confront whatever was mimicking her and to make sure it wasn't just my imagination. So I walked to the front of the stairs and looked up at the opening of the pitch black hallway and not a step further, because there was no way in hell I was walking up there alone. Then it speaked once again, uh, spoke once again with my sister's voice, but emotionless. I still remember the conversation to this day. Daniel. Can you help me? I then replied, You are not my sister. <laughs> <laughs> that is not. Let go of my purse. I don't know Shame you. On you. <laughs> That's my um, purse. <laughs> 30 seconds went by. Then its response was only four words, this time in a more aggressive tone Get up here now. I said, Why don't you come down here? <laughs> I, I love his day. He's like, Why? Uh, you no, come here. You fuck did. you. Um, uh, which yet, was a big mistake to yeah. challenge it because in wanna... an instant I saw the pale emotionless face of my sister peering out at me from the top of the stairway then it slowly receded back into the dark hallway followed by the sound of one of the upstairs doors slamming shut I proceeded to fuck everything and run yes. <laughs> outside <laughs> I, I just, just, you gotta be careful when you say that Daniel because I proceeded to fuck everything I could get my hands on and then afterwards run outside right. it's just <laughs> it took me a while to get outside but I, I was very scared I ran right out <laughs> after night, I got done fucking everything he's, he's just humping pillows on the couch <laughs> and he's like oh as soon as they're done but he didn't um, go upstairs <laughs> sorry so, Daniel that, that night I slept outside near the fire pit yeah. uh, along with a few other cousins after I told them what happened for the duration of the trip we all made sure no one went into that house alone no matter what and in some twisted outlook uh it kind of brought us all closer together awesome. now here i am sharing our experience with you i don't think i'm going to sleep well for a few nights but my <laughs> sister insisted that i share it but to be fully honest i wish i had kept it under wraps too late now once again thanks for reading and you both already know you are lovely keep up the awesome podcast See you next time. Oh my god, that's terrifying. I hate it when they mimic someone. Oh god. Well, and the and thing And then it had the balls to continue mimicking his sister even when it the was jig was called up. out. Called it was out. like, mm -hmm, that's right, I'm not Ugh. your sister, but look what I can do. Like, oh, mm mm, mm mm. Uh -uh. That's uh It's so another, scary. There's a well, lot then of you asshole think, ghosts in today's episode. Right, there are. You think about it, it's just like you're out. You know, at the lake house, you're not where you normally are. When outside is preferable to sleeping inside, <laughs> shit's gone right. south. Right? That's bad. That's bad. Man, oh, God, it's so creepy. That, that is so, creepy. I, Daniel. That is one of the most terrifying I you, stories that they've ever on the show. Yeah. I, I know, Daniel, you, you, you wish you'd kept it under wraps, but we are so glad that you did not. Because now so, so many of our listeners won't be sleeping either. I know. It's all of us together. We'll <laughs> so be bonded. It's like, think of yourself like Fievel from a, from an American tale. Right. When you have trouble sleeping tonight, just look up at the moon and be like, underneath the same big moon is a bunch of other people that can't sleep because of that fucking story. <laughs> oh, God. That's um, got, that just got really creepy. Um, yeah, because it's could be whatever it is that was pretend what is pretending why is it pretending what would happen if you gone upstairs what if you had gone to see if your aunt was okay but it was not your aunt oh my god i have so many questions oh my god <sighs> oh. it's 
terrifying. What does that? Oh my god! I don't know. Okay. It's something that wants to break families up because it's like you don't know who you're talking to. I know, or why me? and mimicking someone you trust? Because you can't have like, you know, we're gonna live. Hopefully, we'll live in a future where you can like caller ID real flesh and blood people. Right. <laughs> like. Right. Who? How do I know you? How do I who know are you? Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. secret words? Have secret words with your family so that if the ghost tries to pretend to be you, you have a secret word. I, somehow I have a feeling that a, a something capable of taking on the form and mannerisms and voice even of someone else is not going to be stumped by a password. What if you do like, fuck you, ghost, and then if your relative is like, nah, fuck you, ghost, but in a funny way, that's how you know, because if they're mimicking, they may not get the comedic aspect right. <laughs> and if they do, maybe, maybe. well, then they've earned the right to do whatever their It does kind of sound like are. the ghost can't really emote very well. Right. Ooh. Oh god, it's so scary! It's I am horrified. Okay, so <laughs> you're gonna look twice at me every time you see me. Now you're gonna be like, "Is it you?" And Fuck you, like, ghost! Fuck you! Okay, good. <laughs> so, okay, Leo is next. I absolutely love y'all and have been cyber stalking you too for a good several years. <laughs> Thank you. I followed online or in real life. Who knows? Michael Tatum since that animated show days and Jamie since she told her ghost stories on said show. Oh, you guys, right. that's fun. You guys are fantastic and brighten up my days with every podcast episode. Thank you for that. Nice. I just finished Ghosticles episode 24 and 25 where y'all talk about anxieties mm. and the sequences of threes. Well, my yeah. sequence is fours. Uh, I talked to Jack about this, and he said his was ten. Really? He would he would have to organize everything in tens when he would look at something. Interesting. Yeah, it's like, huh? And that's a lot. He was like, it was a lot of fucking work to have to count to ten every time you saw some new shit. <laughs> Yay! Anxiety. Um, okay, so my sequence is fours. I'll pick out four ice cubes at work. I'm a server before making myself a drink. When I give my cats kisses, I kisses. <laughs> I do it in fours. I do mine in like dozens. Yeah, it's just a, it, I'm, I not, can't I'm not stop. counting. It's just a, it's I can't just stop a, it for. Yeah. Um, it's, it's machine gun fire kisses. Uh huh. Yes. Or when I give my man kisses, I'll do it in fours. I don't know where the habit came from, but it's not exactly an obsessive thing. As I said, I'm a server, so that in and of itself is a stressful job. These are facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How you were a server. Before. Oh, yes. Yeah, me too. Oh, God. It's the most stressful thing. I think everyone should be a server at some point just because, yeah. like, if you can survive that job, you can uh, do anything. I used to have nightmares, server nightmares, right? But then oh, my very yeah. first job was I was a server and I worked at the gift shop up front. So I would have combination oh, nightmares God. of retail and service. It was horrible. Oh, my I fucking God. hated it. That's anyway. Hell on earth. Hell on earth. It was, but the tea was delicious, so what are you going to do? Okay, some of my biggest anxieties is when someone is rude to me for no reason. Um, I have a confession. That's my biggest pet peeve. Unnecessary rudeness. Cannot fucking handle it. I will snap so fast. Uh, Same. I think and like a, normally I'm real chill about stuff, but it's like, like I'm I'm very chill too. But if someone is ri- if someone treats me like I'm invisible, yes, that's that's rude. Like yeah. people, like, I I yelled at a guy today because he didn't have his dog on a leash, mm-hmm. and I just like and I didn't know this guy and his dog may be perfectly perfectly trained. I don't care, but he was kind of it was a big German Shepherd and the guy had a leash, but he had his dog off of it, mm-hmm. and it's like we're not in a gated area. You can't right. do that, and so I just yelled over because the dog was like looking at my dog, and I was like. You're not the fucking beast master. Use that goddamn leash. And he was like, oh, no, no, he's fine. I'm like, not the fucking point. I don't care yeah. how good your dog is. I don't fucking know that. All I see is a dog not on a leash. Yeah. It's rude. 
It's fucking rude. <laughs> I used got to all tell, and I was I'm like, sure. uh-huh, uh-huh. It's and, true. Yeah. Oof. Well, I used to have people be like, oh, no, no, they're fine. And then I would always, it's not normally, it wasn't true, but I would just be like, yeah, well, guess what? Mine's not okay. So if your dog comes over here, and actually when I would walk one of my friend's dogs, she was not okay with other dogs in her space. So it's like you have your dog off a leash, it comes in this space, there's going to be a fight. And then they, oh, okay. It's not just about you. No. Anyway, Ugh. we agree we Sorry. don't like unnecessary rudeness. It's just like, just, yeah, I can't. I, do. I, get, I guess I get anxious when I'm going to be in situations where I know someone's bound to be rude to me because then I'm, I know I'm going to react. Oh, I'm ready for that shit. If I'm, <sighs> if I, but most of the time, if it's unnecessary rudeness, it just comes out of nowhere. And then uh, that I just flip on the switch of rage and it's, it is what it is. But anyway, okay. <laughs> it's so kind of nice to behold. I'm not going to lie. Right. Back to Leo as we're unnecessarily rudely uh, thwarting her story. Sorry, Leo. Or his story. Um, their story. I can only do my best to, okay, I can only do my best to appease you or just make my manager do it, but if you want to be rude and not tell me if there's something wrong, I don't know what to do. How can, how can I fix something that I don't know what the problem is? Mm. So true. (laughs) Another anxiety is when a table wants to wave to get my attention. Like, what the actual fuck, y'all? Don't fucking snap at me or clap at me or yell, hey, from across the building. And don't grab me. I'll slap a bitch. Uh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. When people wave or shout, I feel singled out. And it makes me feel like you're just telling the whole restaurant that I'm a shit server. I'm damn good at my job. So go go the fuck on. (laughs) (laughs) I love this has become like. I know. I love it. Tell us, Leo. Get it. Tell us about it. One of the worst anxieties of server life is noise. I'm used to the roar of chatter and music and clinking of dishes. But sometimes when I'm overwhelmed from a long shift with stressful customers, all of that can be deafening. My ears will ring and my head starts to hurt. If I'm not careful, I have a panic attack just from too much noise. I have to immediately distract myself from the creeping feeling of blood freezing in my veins or I'll pass out and hit the floor. I love my job, but damn, it can be too much. Oof. Thanks again for being such awesome people and creating this amazing work of art that is cool intentions. Aw, thanks. Love y'all benches. We love you too, Leo. So the thing about that is I am hypersensitive to sounds Same. and smells. I mean, Not hyper. smells for me, but but sound. Yeah. I'm like, I can't deal. Yeah. I can't deal with noise, like loud noises and crowds. It's the one reason I don't like crowds. I'm not... I'm not socially awkward by any means. Right. Um, I mean, I wasn't always not socially awkward, but like it's if I'm in a room full of people and I need to leave, it's because of the noise. It's I cannot. And I do not have the ability to listen to someone if they're talking to me in a crowd. I yeah. cannot. I lack the ability to tune shit out. Or if they're talking to you and smacking gum, all I hear is smacking. Oh, I had to tell yeah. someone once in retail, I was like, I know that you're trying to tell me what you want, but you are smacking your gum, which is your right. But all I can hear is smacking. And I'm sorry. And they were yeah. like, oh my God. I'm so sorry I didn't realize I was doing it but it was just like click smack oh. Oh, it was horrible but uh, yeah the the sounds and it feels like whatever it is starts in the middle of my back and just works its way up to my shoulders Ooh. like I am going like to anti freak out ASMR. ASMR yeah like I need <laughs> these sounds ASMR. to smart and and the more the more stressed out I am the more likely the more sensitive I am to oh. sounds so like the other day I was really very stressed and um, Serafina, the girls have gone back to Alabama now, but um, Serafina was drawing and she was just drawing with her pencil. Shh, 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 shh. <laughs> and I was like, ah, you're going to have to leave the room. <laughs> I've been there. It's, I know. I know that feeling. Feel, you know, or like the hearing people chewing. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. I don't know what it is. It's so, it's frustrating. I. But smells too are, I can't handle them. 
Yeah, you're very sensitive to smell. I, I'm not so much. Brandon is. Mm-hmm. Brandon smells bother him. I, for me, it's mostly just sound, and but in a weird way, like everything you said. But add to it also that I just cannot. I can't focus if they're like I. I hate. I hate that restaurants, and I don't know when this happened or if they've always been that way, but I hate that every restaurant you go into now aspires to be a fucking dance club because the music yes. is just like thrumming and loud. We'll go to that place, and if the the whole wait staff starts singing happy birthday to someone, I'm like, this, yeah. this is great. It's even better. It's more noise. You know, this needs more noise. Yeah. I fuck. I can't. I can't yeah. do it. I'm Whenever like, we go out to eat together, we all do, we everybody at our table just knows when to stop talking until the noise gets down. It's uh-huh. kind of funny how that yeah. works out. Uh, but yeah, um, but I've, I've never. Why will Why will no one come around with like a quiet restaurant? I know because it makes everyone talk louder anyway, and it's just right. like they're gonna talk. You're screaming, and it's yeah. Like, well, when we go to like conventions, we're always like losing our voice, and it's not because we're doing panels and stuff. It's Mm-mm. because we go to you know like a restaurant or a bar or something, and everyone's talking at full volume so they can be heard over the shitty music, and yeah. everyone else talking over the shitty music. It just gets to the point where like no fucking wonder. Yeah, I, hate, I just hate it. It's I like, hate, give me that microphone. I Let also me think make it makes it you stupid. I think it, it, yeah. it you can't concentrate when you're in a crowd because of yes, the noise it's and true. thrumming music, and I think it's just I feel like the world's a giant casino, and everything is designed to make us n- not think clearly so that people want to sell us stuff can take more right. advantage is what i feel yeah. maybe i'm being a conspiracy I, nut, but i feel know, like god damn it everything the, is designed to just unhinge us i know but on the bright side mm. for people like us who are hypersensitive to scents and smells mm. and light and things like that um we also have a tendency to enjoy things more too That's so true. the things things annoy us more but also we, we you have know, a heightened sense of a pleasure. Heightened sense of pleasure as well. So that's yeah. nice. That's it's a good trade that's off. Pretty, I suppose. It's, yeah, I guess it's it makes it We're easier. Just but sensitive. I'm just sensitive, and also I can't. If there's something gross in the sink, that's a jack job. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't fucking do it. It's, well, gross is gross. Gross is gross. But I, there's oh. the smell. Like it gets inside me. I can't. Well, well, I can't do it. Can't but I'm not. Be nice to your servers, I think. Be you know, nice the idea of, like, waving them down. Or you'll see a eyeless do ghost. Or, yeah, see, or you'll see. You do not want to be haunted by a dead ghost. server. God, can you They imagine? will take shit out on you. And never, ever fill your water. <laughs> They'll just knock it over like a cat. <laughs> tip your tip your servers. Tip your bartenders. Tip it's your important. ghosts. Tip your Maybe. If they're nice. Tip them over if you can. (laughs) No, don't do that. That's rude. How do you? It doesn't even make sense. It's not a logical thing to say. Just leave, you leave little gifts for them. Little presents. Little presents to let them know that you're thinking about them. Right. And if you are ghost listening to this podcast, you're thought of. We're thinking about you right now. All the time. All right. Uh, so that's today's episode, I guess. Yes. We're done. Nice. Um, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Goalintentions.com. Thanks for the awesome stories. Thanks for the awesome stories. Uh, until next time, remember, it's, it's okay, okay to, to sleep, sleep with, with the, the lights, lights on. on. Talk to me and tell me. I've lived in the same house for 23 years and I've had experiences here and there throughout those years. You should do it exactly like that. Now, this house isn't really all that old. No.